Hello. Now I feel very anxious about. Yeah, it could just crap out. I heard a story once. There was a casting director. She did the whole. It was callbacks, so, and mm-hmm. it was like celebrities. And when she, at the end of the day, she realized that she had forgotten to plug in the audio. <gasps> so she had to like call like oh. names, like Julianne Moore. <laughs> like, hey, can you come back? We don't wow. have the audio. Vera, have you had any episodes that like you, you fucked up of your podcast? Oh, yeah. Uh, tons. But then I send them to a guy and I'm like, can you fix this? And he goes, yes, but it will take a long time. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. The the kind Thank of miracles you. we ask tech people yeah. for. Like, hey, so I didn't record the other person. Could you make it appear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I recorded it on my phone. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I usually do. Um, Welcome to the downside. <gasps> Thank Bye. you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kaylee, we went over the whole thing. I'm sorry. We talked about it for an obnoxious amount of time. Too long. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know we were starting. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were just being nice. Okay. That I'm like sorry. clearly <laughs> that didn't let you on that he's recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was clearly like that was like a Pete Holmes thing where people would be like, Oh, are we starting already? And he's yeah. like, Yeah, that's how we do it. We just roll in. Yeah. So you feel like you're part of the hang. Uh, this is all scripted. My name is Joe Marco Cerezi. <laughs> Welcome to The Downside. I'm here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. Hair all over everything. The, um, hi. They're your hairs, though. Are they? Uh, no one else is using my them. My hair's not that long. Um, keep okay. talking into the microphone. It's all over the microphone. Okay. These are Sorry. your hairs because you keep getting haircuts. I do. Um, and we are joined today by a stand-up comedian, uh, uh, actor, a uh, 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 f- uh, former performance artist. We're going to talk about that later. Podcaster, Kaylin Palufo. That's me. Woo! That's me. I can talk now. Woohoo. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. How, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm fine. Ugh, I biked here and I almost got hit by three cars. So fuck's that. Perfect. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. You bike a city bike or you have your own bike? I do the city bike. The electric city bike. Which I didn't makes know life Wait, I didn't know there was so much easier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a they have a pack in the front and you have to pedal for it to go, but then it just it it makes it electric and so you go much faster and it's much easier. Is I would it, be I would be dead in minutes. Uh, yeah, so I do, almost was. <laughs> do you normally bike regularly? Like how did you was there a a lead up to the electric bike or just you jumped right into electric bike. No, I was doing, um, I drive in the city mostly, okay. but traffic now is insane and parking is insane because yeah. of the, every, all this outdoor seating. It's gobbled up all the goddamn parking. Uh, so there's nowhere to park when I come into the city. So I was like, how am I going to get there? And my friend was like, just do city bike. And so I tried it one time, but I had to go over a bridge and it was exhausting. And I got to my spots very sweaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, what's his name? Uh, Stavros. Stavros, yes. He lives and dies by the electric bike. And he was really? like, you need to do the electric. You're insane for not doing the electric bike. And I was like, okay. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, well, I'm never going back. This is, I was biking home in the middle of the night and I was like, I can't go over this bridge. My legs are going to fall off. Are you still getting a workout with the electric bike or is it like, no, no, it's, it's you still have to pedal. So you're technically, when you go up hills, you're like, oh, well, this is uncomfortable. But mm. I do the Peloton every day. <gasps> You have a Peloton. I have a Peloton. Wow. I, I stayed at someone's house who had a Peloton, and I, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I have thought about it. It's amazing. How often are you doing it? Every day. Now, and do you, there's classes? Like, how does that work with that, that? Yeah, it comes with a screen in front, and there's classes, and you can take anything from five minutes to an hour and a half. 
Are they uh, live or they're programmed in? Half and half. Like you okay. do the live show, you can join a live show, and then it saves it, and then you can go back and do that show whenever. Oh. Yes. It's great. And so wow. like today, I only had 20 minutes, so I did a 20-minute bike ride. Do you have a day. favorite? Because some of the teachers, they, they have personalities. I would. Mm-hmm. L- I think it would be fun to be a teacher and just riff, use yeah. it as an open mic. Mm-hmm. There's that one, there's one like... <laughs> There's one, uh, he's, he's gay. He's, they're all very good looking. Cody. I was going to be like Cody. Cody yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he says some wild shit. He's so funny. Yeah. Like I was taking, I would take his class just because it distracts me from working out. And he just goes off. He's like, home fries. And like, he just fucking goes nuts. Now is Hilarious. he in a studio or is he <laughs> home? Fries. Hilarious. Is like, are there other people with him or is he just no, alone? He's, they're just alone. They're alone. They started out with, in the studio with people. Uh-huh. And uh, those, that was right when they first started, which was right before the pandemic. Okay. And then uh, the people had to go. And so they just did them by themselves. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it's now you just see people <laughs> like Cody. Rick I wonder Smith if they miss having himself. people. I wonder if they miss having people. I mean, I look at the old ones and those people looked awful. <laughs> like they look so bad. They're trying to. Uh, 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 <laughs> and then the, the, the trainer's just like in shape and lovely. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like. I, I, is that what I look like? I don't want to know that I look like that. Yeah. I want to think that I look like that. It is funny when the teacher, sometimes when the teacher's pretty new, you hear them like, okay, yeah. okay, next we're going to, my sister teaches spin on, mm-hmm. on the beach. Oh. It, they, they wait for the sunset and the sunrise and it's, uh, it's very nice. That sounds very bougie. How do they get the bikes down there? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, there's a big truck and they're all sandy the and logistics. they're all, they're all breaking and oh. shit. But uh, it's very funny. She, I think she, she she's a good instructor. She has charisma and whatnot. But uh, I always want her to be more cynical. I always want a meaner teacher. Mm. She'll like do inspirational things. And it's very funny because Wait. she what? Sorry. What what do you want from your teacher? Oh, I mean, I want they, a teacher, they have to be like. I like a teacher who's encouraging like, you to go keep doing it. But there's there's like a like you know leave your old self behind, find your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, or she's like, you know, life is like, it's like mouthwash. It stings, but it's good for you. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. I want someone yelling at me, calling me slurs. Slurs. Me, you little dago. <laughs> I, sure. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'm Italian, I like so a I can say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not Italian, so I guess I can't laugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, she, but it was funny cause she, she made some comment about like, you know, slimming down or something about like, you know, get that, burn that fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then immediately walked it back because there is this thing about like within the fitness industry of like body positivity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we all know why we're taking a spin class. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're not there to become master cyclists. We're there to to have this the butt look good, mm-hmm. all these things. Yeah. And it's just very funny to hear the way they dance around we're trying to slim down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, um, uh, you showed up. You've already won. You've already done it. Okay? You showed up. You carved out 20 minutes for you, and we're going to make it work. Okay? Yeah. It's going to be- They do curse in Peloton. I don't yes, think they, they can do. say fuck. I hear them say shit and lean into shit, but I don't yeah. think I've heard a fuck I'll on there. Use a shit and like use it how they would use it. Um. Leave that, leave that bullshit okay. excuse okay, behind. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It's very you inspirational. You dumb shithead. Quote. What a piece of shit you are. Yeah. You're <laughs> shitty. You needed a Peloton. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever heard them say fuck, but I would like that. I want cursing. Enough with the not cursing. Well, they have it in their music. And so every time before they True. start, it's an explicit 
Uh, so if you need to grab your headphones, go ahead. And it's just wow. like, who's listening to their mother fucking Peloton? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> I do a lot of workout classes where they sometimes will play a song where, you know, we all know some of these songs have a lot of uh, uh, the, uh, the N word and the lyrics. And you'll be in a class with like five white people. And there's something where I'm like, this is pretty yeah. surreal. It's yeah. just strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That we've all said, this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. I do think if, I, if it's like, if the class is, is all white, they you should be limited. You have to listen to just like Elvis Costello, or just like <laughs> just like the Beatles. And yeah. it's yeah. like, well, that's your fault. If you're not going to diversify, you don't get to diversify yeah. your music. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Um, uh, I, I wanted to uh, complain... First, I want to say Russell just helped me with the self-tape, so I am in a good mood. I'm feeling very thankful towards oh, that's Russell. that's good. Yeah, I came a little early, uh, and we, we did it, and it was, uh, you know. For like a... So I had... It's, it's funny. I've had two commercials recently, commercial auditions, and it's like both of them feature SNL cast members. It's just, you know, it's it's the industry. I know these companies are like, let's get someone funny, like someone from the SNL. Mm -hmm. And then they just, each cast member gets their own. And I'm sure sometimes, oh, fuck, they got. They're probably getting so much They money. got AT&T and I got Chips Ahoy. Um, like, that's how you know you're ranking in yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. Um but the 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 day before, and this will come out, and you know, I probably will not have probably have booked it. But but Neil Brennan was the director, so I got a, a callback, and Neil Brennan pops up, uh -huh. and I've never met Neil Brennan. Have you met Neil? Uh, no. But you, there's a feeling inside, especially with comics, where I'm like, we're gonna meet someday. Mm -hmm. Someday, yeah, you're gonna bump me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you will. Yeah, but. <laughs> Talking but shit. so I did. I did <laughs> be like, who? Uh, Neil? No, Chappelle yeah. can bump me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't see him as stand-up stand-up. You know, like he has a stand-up special, he but is, he's not going to like the clubs. I think he is in L.A. Oh, he's just an true. L.A. guy. Yeah. But uh, so I had one callback, um, and I just had that thought where I was like, oh, I want someone to say that I'm a comic. Because, you know, these directors, part of it, they, they, they pick people based on who they know and affinities. So then I they asked for me to read a different part. And here's how pathetic I am. I was, the first callback, I was in Hawaii with my girlfriend. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I was here. I took these two stand-up comedy statuettes I have from winning the Laughing Devil Comedy Festival. Oh, boy. And I situated them so they were, like, right in the corner of my screen in the hopes that Neil would, like, see it and go, like, Oh, you a comic? Oh God! And I uh, hate hearing this. And, <laughs> and so upsetting. And I, what's what's worse is I already heard this because I, when I was doing the self tape with him, I go, "Get that fucking weird microphone award, get that five dollar trophy out of the frame." And he goes, and then he told me this, and I was like, "Oh God!" He sees your resume. I, he's, also, he's moving did, fast. He they gonna, were casting a lot of Does he know that award? Like, does he know that stand up award? <laughs> is that the Laughing Devil 2019 <laughs> trophy? <laughs> It just looks like a weird little microphone that was in the corner of your I yeah, honestly he could have been a singer. I could have oh. been a Yeah, I forgot that that festival existed. I thought that the, <laughs> I thought that they it was like debunked. There was well listen, I, I would like oh, it's very hard. You know, we, we know we know too many people to say too many things. It's a great festival. It's I'd a love great to have festival. It is a great festival. Yes, no, it's not. And uh, uh no, I have no idea what it is. I won oh, I won a significant <laughs> I do not care. I will burn this bridge. Oh. Did someone lose the She Devil Comedy <laughs> Festival over here? I had to forfeit because I got booked somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Where? 
I was doing, oh my God, it was like a <laughs> New Jersey one-nighter and it paid $400. And hey. I was like, I got to do that. Yeah, and he, they were like, but you're a shoe-in. And I was like, I still got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I forfeited. We um, we did a gig uh, at Yonkers Comedy Club together. Oh, fuck. Yeah, And it was well, one where one of the one of the gigs, it got canceled because no one showed up. Mm-hmm. It was two. It was, it was a double headlining night. That. And then the second gig, and I got underpaid. I, ta- I think I talked about it once in here where like I was supposed to get $112. I got $100. And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, how, how far am I going to go to chase this $12? Yeah. Well, it's the moral of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you got paid. I made sure you got paid. In full, right? Yeah, I, I can't remember, but I'm sure it was fine. I don't feel bad about it, which makes me feel like I did get paid what I was told I would get paid. Yeah, good, good. Because it's you remember the ones that are, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, mother, you remember that $12 forever. 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 You're never going back to Yonkers. Good God. I would happily go back for no, a headline. You, <laughs> you would not have Listen, a little yeah, dignity. You gotta, you gotta like stop. Saying yes to everything. I'm raising my standards a little bit. I'm in that new phase. I'm sure you went through with with the with working at the cellar where I'm like canceling a lot of other things sometimes. Yeah. Or you know that schedule comes out and you're like, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta do this. Yeah. And people have been understanding, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you got to be careful how many people you cancel on. I literally tell them uh, if they ask me week of, mm-hmm. um, or whenever I would be like, yes, I get my club schedule on Tuesday. Uh, so, um, as of now I can do it, uh, but I, it might change on Tuesday. Uh, so just circle really? back with me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 So you just tell them, you know, they give them an out, have someone on the back burner yeah. or in mind. I've you been know. writing these long apologies, you know, for like, for like nothing shows just like, Hey, I'm so sorry. One of my dreams just came true. And yeah. I, I feel a little bit anxious about, please understand mea culpa. And they go, it's fine. It's fine. You're not a draw. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately they're like, yeah, I got a list of a hundred people. I'd yeah. love to fill in right yeah. now. Um, and then sometimes they write me back. This was going to be where they go like, do you have any other suggestions of people? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Go fucking anybody. I have a list of five that I always suggest. Really? Mm-hmm. You got to find your people who are have your same energy and your same credit or like your same status. And I just recommend those people. And mm-hmm. usually one of the one someone can do it. I think I'm pretty high energy, Caitlin. I think we're yeah. both high energy comics. Yeah. So you could wreck me. God damn it. Oh, OK. That's where <laughs> that's the way we're going with it. I um. <laughs> <laughs> I wreck you all the time. You're definitely oh, yeah? in, you're definitely in my my general go tos. But you're yeah. but you're also you're not free anymore. Yeah. Well, I am. I will do anything. Sure. <laughs> That's me. I will do except for Yonkers. I won't do. No, I'm just uh-huh, kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I uh, if if I'm if I'm able to do it, I will do it. I don't really do nights off. I don't. I got a spot at LOL. I'm dropping 1 a.m. Friday night. So I'll make sure you get that one. I um, <laughs> so I don't work LOL. I'm not past there. Okay, past The there. only club in the city. So, okay, this is a, this is a, this is a truthful story. Someone, someone came up to me. I'm very bad with faces and names and whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone came up to me at LOL and she was like, hey, how are you doing? And I pretended, I know, I know. Hello, how are you doing? And... I must have mixed her up with some other comic that is like, oh, oh, works a lot. And she was like, I'm trying to get in this club. And I'm like, oh, I'll wreck you. And I, I, I was so anxious about not knowing this person. I gave them a wreck without knowing who, <laughs> who they, they were. were. And they work there regularly now. And um, uh, Are they know, funny? I Listen, you what, what's this, Caitlin? <laughs> Caitlin, I'm trying to burn all the goddamn bridges. 
<laughs> yes, they're very funny. Oh, there you go. Then, then it doesn't matter. That's not burning a bridge. You're just yeah. pumping Everyone's funny. Up. I love the Devil Festival. Did you say everyone's funny? <laughs> everyone's funny. I've never met everyone's a comedian funny. I didn't like. Yeah. Um, the Devil Festival, I will say, is good for comics who already live in New York. Yes. Nobody should be traveling from LA or Utah to do this festival. It should just be for New Yorkers only. And that That's is, what I say about that because that they don't get enough. Caitlin's opinion. Yeah. And, um, it's mine alone. And I love who I know who runs it, and I think they're very nice, and I think they're very supportive of the comedy community. Oh, good. Yes. Mm. Oh, we both mm-hmm. we both yeah, are indebted great. to this person. Yeah, I think they're great. I think oh, they're. I, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not talking shit about him. I'm talking shit about uh, him or her. <laughs> no, it's him. Uh, it's him. And he's a lovely human being, and yeah. he's he's very successful. And uh, and I'd like to have him on the podcast. The devil? You should. <laughs> there he is. He's, he's Mr. The devil. devil. He's the devil. He's the devil. devil. He's Mr. Yeah. Devil. Yeah. Um. So the thing I wanted to bring up. Uh. So I just got back from uh, uh Hawaii. That's and very fun. I was on this. Yes. Uh. Did some shows, but it was there for a friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Went with my girlfriend. Uh. Who I won't name just for this story. But people know who she is. I was so gonna many say times. what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, I, who could he be talking yeah. about? I asked. I asked permission to tell the story. But so we're on this. It's a straight flight from Honolulu to New York, uh-huh. about ten hours. Mm-hmm. Pretty d- decent enough flight. But these long flights, my God, the the it starts smelling like farts by the end. Like the whole plane smells like farts. Ten hours. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone yeah. to sleep once. Yes. And it really reeks. Yeah. So she's a good sleeper. We both took some Ambien. Um, we're getting up. She's moving pretty slow, but it's fine. No rush. Mm-hmm. It's six in the six fifty-five in the morning. Okay, and people start. The plane starts exiting. People start moving past us because you know we're kind of in the aisle. Just start moving. At some point, she feels it's ready for us to emerge mm-hmm. into the moving aisle, and she felt that. The aisle was not being respectful of the fact that we were ahead of them mm-hmm. and giving us room. Uh-huh. In my opinion, the, we were moving kind of slow. Okay. I don't think we were necessarily making it clear we're ready to merge. Whatever. But she gets she's upset. <laughs> she just woke up from a very long nap and yeah. said something along the lines of like, uh, do you guys have any manners or something? I don't want to misquote. <laughs> I don't want to misquote exactly the, the the one quote. So was it to someone in general? Just kind of like felt like to the, the general, to, to general, to almost like the the laws of gravity, Hawaii. almost like <laughs> just a general mass kind of yelling okay. into the void. Yeah, and nothing. We're not talking like, but just a, a, a snarky comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we we finally merge, and someone who had passed us, uh, uh kind of in a show of uh, cordiality, cordialness, stepped into the aisle so we could go past, kind of to make up for whatever happened mm-hmm. before. And she said, like, something, it's like, it's, it was just your first time leaving an airplane. And I was like, oh, I, I went, honey. <laughs> and he said something, but we had moved away. And of course, uh-huh. there was a bit of a discussion uh-huh. over I should support... Uh, her and not try to make her feel like she was being crazy and that they were being rude. And I, I tried to explain that I, I know that's my role as the boyfriend and that's how in the wrong I thought you were that I said, oh, honey, she was upset and I didn't know what to do <laughs> because I do. And listen, I'm not. I'm not like Mr. Peaceful. We've talked no, on, especially you, in airplanes. You've almost gotten I almost escorted got away escorted from... out of an airplane for shouting fuck on a on a in an airport. Yeah. 
But uh, it is this moment where it's like, for me, it's getting in fights in public. I'm always like, you want me to join you in this fight? You want me to team up against this guy? Mm-hmm. Is this guy going to yell at me? Because I feel like it's going to, I feel like here's what I, here's why I didn't want to engage. Yeah. And maybe she is right. Tova, you were right. Oh, name drop. But <laughs> <laughs> now we all know. Let me show, here's what my fear is. I think I know it now. Is I'm scared. She's going to say something to him. He's going to call her a bitch or a cunt. And then I'm going to have to do something about it. So I'm like, let's avoid him saying something to you that I have to mm-hmm. confront. Let's just go home. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I feel like, like uh, I bet Nicole, your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Is probably more confrontational yes. than you. Way <laughs> more confrontational. And have you ever been in a public space? And listen, again, I want to repeat because Tova listens to these. I do things too. <laughs> you I definitely have do. a temper. You definitely do. I have a I temper. Don't. You do though. But I, uh, I, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Um, and I understand what you're saying where it is a weird thing where you're like, I'm a big guy. There's like, you know, you feel like you want to, you don't want, you want to keep things moving so it doesn't become an issue. Yeah. But it does, it is interesting. Uh, I found that it doesn't usually escalate. Like, usually, like, she can say something and then, like, I don't have to be, like, careful. Cause I do think that it helps that I'm a big guy. Cause it's usually, like, people aren't sure. like, oh, you know. Does that make sense? Also, yeah. Tova can handle herself. Yeah. You know she what can. I mean? Oh, so if absolutely. someone called her a bitch, I mean, I mean, she wouldn't be too. like, look at you, what are you going to do about it? She's going to be like, oh, I'm a bitch. I'll fucking cut you. Right. You know? Sure. And, and, but I'd then am I just going to stand think, there? Am I going to film it for TikTok? Like, what is my role? <laughs> you stand there. <laughs> yeah, you, stand you do there, stand and there. And if he it puts hands on her, then you jump it. Oh, you God. know what I mean? But what if, what if we just got off the plane and yeah. went home? And felt fine. <laughs> but honestly, it's like you basically told her to relax. Yeah. And that is, no, no, that is. A, that I will is. throw a goddamn tape. That just makes her matter. I agree. So it doesn't help. So she just got that out of her system. I, I and then agree. she just gets to move on. What yeah, if? You, no, but you. Uh, I, she's right. Because the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't, it actually makes it worse. Because yeah. then there's a thing of like, uh, not only now, it's like I got an issue with this person yeah. the stranger mm-hmm. but now i have an issue with you like you know like there it, it does make it worse i i have found two because i i have made a thing or been like why don't we you know like and it doesn't make it better mm-hmm. it doesn't make because it, it is the equivalent of us just being like you're being crazy you know like what are is, you on your period yeah 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 it, it, Jesus it, it, even lady. if even if i understand where you're coming from because i've felt that way too but it doesn't help the thing and it and it, it just invalidates how they're feeling but this guy, because he was trying to fix what he had done earlier. How do he, you know that he was trying to fix because, it? Because he was ahead of us and he heard us earlier and he's like, you know what? I will step in the aisle so they can go past. Are you sure he wasn't just waiting for the people behind him? I'm pretty sure. I, I think I don't know. I think I, why he was. Why are you I think dying on this hill. I think he was trying Hawaiian guy. Because like, I think he was trying to fix the problem, and because he was the better person, he was the one bearing the brunt of everyone who had just fucking gone forward. They were the ones who deserved you, the wrath. What do you want of this situation now? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you want us to agree with him and you? And like, what what do you what do you want? I just want you to sympathize with my position. <laughs> Is that have. not the goal of all, have it. I'm just of all that complaints? I'm saying it doesn't, there's no like benefit though of correcting, of like being like, you know. I'm going to find him. 
<laughs> he, I'll tell you what, he probably does not remember. Yeah. He's probably I, moved on I mean, completely. he has a podcast right now and he's yeah. talking about it. <laughs> when now you are in a relationship, who is the, mm-hmm. who is the angrier of Me. the two of you? 100%. Yeah. Steve is more anxious, you know, so mm-hmm. his anger is within, you know, and it, it comes out in anxiety and worry. Um, but I am more willing to be like, Hey, shut the fuck up. You know, like when was the last time in a public thing you got into? But I, I don't really, you I'm don't. Uh, I do it when I drive and when I'm, um, uh, on the bike, I'll scream, you know? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more mostly like, you're going to hit me, you know? And I'm screaming at people, you know? Sure. But, uh, I, I am also like, I'm more confrontational if I need to be, but I let a lot of things go. Whereas Steve will let everything go, you mm. know, but I'm always like, and then sometimes I see that something will happen and it'll bother him. And I see him feeling anxious about it. And I just go, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, like this, we're going to move on. And that sucked. But, you know, do you ever, I mean, this is so for me, whenever I'm leaving a train, a subway and mm-hmm. people get on before we're able to get off, I always go, you got to let people leave first. <laughs> and oh, I continue walking. I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy too. The other day with my family, I was like, coming out, coming out, coming out. And they just stopped. And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, no, you're not going to separate me and my family. My little mother who's just terrified. Like, I'm on the subway, you know? Yeah. Uh, is your whole family here? Uh, just my mom and my dad. They were here for three or four days. And how did how'd that go? Do they like coming to the shows? Yeah, my, yeah, my mom loves it. And really? My dad, he can see me once or twice. And then he's like, it's all make-believe, right? <laughs> Because I talk about sex so much. So he gets oh. uncomfortable by it. He laughs. And then if he thinks about it too long, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't sit on your boyfriend's face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all make-believe, right, honey? Does, does your, does after shows, I, I've been thinking about it. I my, my Comedy Central set came out and I, I texted my mom. Mm-hmm. I said, did you see it? Yeah. And she said, yes. That's and it. With no, and then, and then no I, I, I called her. I, I was like, I was like, did you hate it? And she was like, she was like, yeah, but I, I had seen all those jokes before, and I was like, that's. It was one of those where I'm like, oh, you don't get what your role yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be like, just say great. nice things. It was lovely. You really looked confident up there, my uh, handsome boy. Yes, yes, yes. A yes. Uh, yes without punctuation too is very. Funny. It was no, no, no. Even a yes with an exclamation mm-hmm. is like. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No. Yes. Do your parents say nice things to you after shows? Um Yeah, but w- actually but there was one time where I mean it's been so long cuz of cuz of covid and stuff, but they uh there was one time that my first mod show at UCB. Um it was funny cuz you know you're like, "Oh, I'm on a, I got on a mod team." And uh my parents came and the first thing that they said was like, "Um we like your other sketch group better." Oh, 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 and hopefully no one on mod is listening to this podcast. But I was like, oh, um, yeah, uh, they're different things. Like you know, like trying to be like that's not really what I wanted to hear in this moment. But like, yeah, uh, like uh, thank you for supporting the one group. But uh, you know, this is exciting too. And that's uh, so funny. It's very yeah. I will say I'll share the story. The, you you did uh, the sketch team show Uncle mm-hmm. Function. I wasn't there. But I heard there was, they, you know, there was something, it, there was a, it felt like it was a tough crowd. They thought it was a tough crowd for a mm-hmm. second, maybe one sketch. And apparently, uh, I don't think I'm sharing this out of turn. No. Chris came backstage and Russell, uh, uh, Russell's one of these comedians. It's always the audience's fault. And no. Russell, <laughs> no, Russell, no, no, was no, like, no. Russell was like, they're a little bit tight right now. This is why you're on stage. And then like they heard a 
guffaw. A, a killer laugh. laugh from the room. It was a scream laugh. So just, I, I felt like just a, just I a felt, real like nope. I felt like if I look at the show, I was like, I was like, it was a little slow getting started, and then. And then like, and then we had, a, we had a one or two right before I was like, Oh, it, it's going better. But it was so funny that I was like, yeah, they're a little quieter and it couldn't have been a louder sound coming from <laughs> right after I said that it, it was like a scream laugh for yeah. you. And it made me laugh so hard. Cause I was like, I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> dumb. I'm a dumb piece of shit. Um, but the second half of the show was, but that's rough. the thing. Sketch, sketch was rough. I, for me, for, for, uh, it was like a, it's a weird thing where you're like, uh, um, you know, we try to do like probably 60% new stuff every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, the old stuff that you pull from, usually it's like, oh, this is killed before. And it was like, it was a weird thing where the old stuff like completely was like flat, flat, flat. And so it was just like, and then some of the new stuff did, did well, but it was just a funny thing where you're like, you can't rely on it. And, you're, mm-hmm. and it, it sometimes you can. And then mm-hmm. it just was one of those shows where the, the, the old stuff people were like. They just don't experience as much as. Especially with just with stand up, with stand up we experience so like viscerally like volume differences where someone mm-hmm. will go on, yeah. and it's like oh, and I do they're think- an amazing audience. It was just well, we amazing. also get to change speeds, you know, yeah. like with a sketch you are doing that sketch. There's no yeah. Like I did a joke and then I was like, oh, this is a young crowd, so I'll do this joke, yes. you know, and very young and crowd, and yeah. And then I'm thinking on my feet and just doing a little crowd work here and there. But um, yeah. Also, but we get to do that. You guys are like, we have a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we, we have, have tech to do. Cues. Russell's yes. always like, had a I, fantasy of. I, yeah, say it. Say your. I've thing. had a fantasy because I, I I like sketch comedy, but there's a thing sometimes where what I hate about it is that you are so locked in, mm-hmm. and I I think every sketch comedy show you should have at least one. Like I'd love to have a big rope at the front of the stage and one time during the show you get to just go and pull it and in, in the middle of th- a thing that's bombing because there's nothing worse than you getting to that first moment of the sketch where you're like and here's the premise of the sketch and no one laughs and you're like oh fuck there's four more minutes of yeah. this garbage this dog shit <laughs> thing and you just have to keep doing it and you're like there and so I think every <laughs> sketch show you should get at least one time where you can pull that thing and be like we're skipping this go yeah. ahead um, but yeah you're locked in and I and I felt like it, it, it was just one of those shows. They were a younger crowd, and um, there were just a few things that did not pop. But uh, you killed it. So thank you for it. was very fun. Thank you for doing that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime um, you want me to save the show, <laughs> I'll come and do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're, if I'm following you, I get anxious. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Because yeah. you're, you're a heavy hitter. I appreciate it. Last night, uh, Jared Freed stopped by and he mm-hmm. was running his five. He's doing the Tonight Show tonight. Tonight, yeah. But, he, you know, he, he pops in and he's like, hey, Jared's going to go up real quick. And I and I knew he was running it. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Because, you know, it's going to be a tight five. Mm-hmm. And then you go up and you're like, you know. I love those. I love going after that. Because then they find out and they get really excited. So they're like, who am I going to see next? So you just kind of ride the wave. I started my set. I said, this set will never yeah, be on that television. Yeah, that killed. Yeah. It did, it yeah, did, yeah. It yeah. Um, well, uh, so let's talk about you. Oh, sure. Finally. I mean, we have been. Yeah, we have been. Okay. But from the beginning, <laughs> from the start. From the start. From the okay. start. You. Yes. I did all my research. Goodness. I you, thought we were friends. <laughs> We're we're more recent friends. Yes, more well, recent friends. I remember the first time and I feel like you disputed my my recollection of this. So when I first very early in stand up, I believe we were doing a show at Under St. Mark's. Okay. And you and Lucas Connolly were in the back and you guys were like real comics and I was like, "No." 
Okay. I've only been doing this for like three months. I'm doing great. And <laughs> uh, you were talking about like, you know, someone's late night set on uh, um, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. That's how long ago it was back when they were still doing stand-up. Yeah. And uh, Lucas went on stage. It was like a terrible show, nightmare show. Mm-hmm. Someone was taking notes on their phone. Yes, I remember this. Yes, but there's one part that, so someone was taking notes on their phone. Uh-huh. And uh, Lucas was like, what are you doing? And they were like, I'm taking notes on, he's like, are you writing down my jokes? And they're like, no, I'm writing down like your persona. Like they were an NYU script acting student oh. or something. So he joked with them and then then went off. And then you were next. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you went into this, you, you went hard. <laughs> And I remember being in the back and someone was like, Caitlin made her cry. <laughs> oh. And the, I remember the, that. The and NYU I thought I brought student. it once up and you were like, no, I didn't make her cry. Do you remember this? I remember that. And she did cry. There I, you go. Um, I knew it. I, she cried because she didn't understand what she was doing. She was like, I'm going to make a character based on this person. I'm going to write oh. and I'm going to, I need to remember your jokes so that I can put them into my script. That was her thing. Oh. And Lucas was like, well, I don't even want to perform anymore because I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so he mm. got off early, I believe. And uh, he was just like, uh, it made everybody so uncomfortable. And then I didn't want her to do that to me. And so I didn't really, I wasn't mean, but I told her, this is what it is. Like, this is what you're doing. Like we work for years on this and we develop this and it's a slow process. Yeah. And if you take it and you just put it in and then that gets run, then we're out of luck, you know, because yeah. you took our thing. And like she, she just didn't understand. And then I explained that to her and she felt, I, I think I said the word stealing. It's stealing. And she just, uh, and then she went outside and then she started to cry. She didn't cry in the room, but she cried outside. Wow. And then she saw me afterwards. And I still had a good set, if I remember. I still did well. <laughs> I don't remember leaving that being like, I bombed. I remember yeah. being like, okay, well, now she knows. And wow. we're, we're all, the rest of us are going to have a nice time. And then she um, came up to me afterwards and was like, I didn't want to be, I wasn't trying to be malicious. And I was like, I know, but you need to know yeah. that this is what it is. This it, is our This is our only thing. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is our. <laughs> amazing that she had the phone and didn't just think to record it. Like sure. Just record. <laughs> listen, yeah. if you want to steal stuff, listen, first you can't tell later. us. Yeah, you can't yeah. tell. You us. can't tell Second us. All, don't be taking notes saying I'm like, I'm, and then say out loud, I'm stealing. That's so funny. Yeah, and she was just young. She was like eighteen yeah. or nineteen, so yeah, she yeah. didn't understand. She just thought that material appeared out of nowhere, and yeah. it wasn't something that you weren't. You just grabbed it, and you were inspired because you're an artist. And it's like, yeah. oh no, no, you're trying to take me. <laughs> you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. this. You're trying to. And Lucas is a interesting fellow he's a character in his own yeah so if you take lucas i mean there's only one lucas sure. you know what i mean like yeah. so you can't really be like oh i also have four moms and it's so specific <laughs> <He had> it. <laughs> you know it's so specific i have four moms i'm a former dr- like he you know yeah. like he has all these stories that are very his personality so yeah i haven't had anyone steal anything from me yet but it's you don't know. Well, so, well, sure. I don't know. Number one, mm-hmm. number two. There was there was something recently. It was like a sketch type thing that someone was in the writers' room that I know well, and there was like a joke that was close, but you can't tell. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I, I do find myself a lot of times when people accuse SNL of stealing stuff that mm-hmm. I'm like. This isn't the craziest, most original thought in the yeah. world. Right, right. I, I usually feel like the person is incorrect. Yeah. Or there's many other possibilities. Once in a while. But then it happens to you, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I can't tell. Yeah. This, it does feel like my joke. Mm-hmm. 
Um, maybe that woman. So she might have been in a weird acting thing too. Because I remember in, when I was in acting school, we were assigned to like. There was this assignment where we were supposed to like observe someone and like recreate like like two minutes of this person's life without them knowing that you were like supposed to recreate it. Actors are so fucking creepy. It was so stressful to me. Like, cause we had like four or five days to do it. And I started like trying to do it. And I was like, it made me feel so uncomfortable that I was like, just like in my apartment complex, like looking for neighbors and stuff. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm just going to make this up. Cause they will have no way of knowing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think I read once an actor said like, if you're going to research someone, tell them because otherwise it's, it's weird. Yeah. I could just see, I could see you, especially like, like trying to be secretive of someone being like, I, I <laughs> and also then I was like, I felt dumb. I was like, where do I find people? You know what I mean? Like where, <laughs> where can I find people and, and be, be doing this and it be acceptable, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just quit and made up something. Mm-hmm. Can you, so you were a, you, you went to college for what? Uh, art. I did, art. uh, I started out as a photographer and then I went into video and performance. Talk about performance art yeah. because this is a. I, I heard about you talk talk about this on a show, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is a whole other life." Yeah, performance art is um, something that only lives in the moment, so it is not something you can recreate. Although Marina Abramovich tried at the MoMA, um, and I think it was a successful Which part show. Are you it was basically about? like a greatest hits. Um, Marina Abramovich, she did. No, no, oh no, no, oh, no. I know. I oh. was switching the Marina Abramovich. I've always loved. She did one where. This is like in the acting world, or especially into it, where she communed with people. She sat in a chair, and then the guy came, and back. people could come in. And apparently, she had like a yeah. Look at she. She had <laughs> apparently in her chair, she had something so she could pee as well because she yeah. was like sitting oh. there all day, all day, and she would just stare at people. Yeah, yeah it was like eye contact, and, and there she would was just look at you. One part where an old lover came, yeah. and like they just—I mean, it was really for yeah. me. We've all seen. The I clip. could. St- I'm still stunned by it. Mm-hmm. But then I saw Marina Abramovich. I uh, did an ad for what are those little pastry puff little puff pastry things? What are those things called? Different colors. They have like every different flavor, different colors. They s- oh, like the uh, cookies. Yeah, the macaroons. Macaroons. She Am did I like, like call it a word a, I want to always call it Moroccans, <laughs> but I know it's macaroons. <laughs> it's macaroons. I saw she did like an ad for some macaroon company and was like used the same language she does for her art and the meaning Ugh. to advertise the macaroons and something about that made me go, oh yeah, no, no fuck no, you. No, that's, uh, yeah, I felt betrayed. <laughs> I'm like everyone says you're full yeah. of shit and I thought you were great and you're just a fucking hack just like everyone else well she uh also didn't treat her performers well it's basically oh, like really? torture the way that she trained these performers that did moma um, you can't create an artist camp she yeah. had like can't like you know young young artists going to a camp in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. it's never gonna work out yeah it's the food's not gonna eventually yeah and they did an exhibit where they were like naked and you walk through them in a doorway mm-hmm. and it's look i don't know i sometimes i'm like great weird art mm-hmm. has weird fucked up consequences. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she just wasn't like when it was her, like that was great when it was, I think it was the sixties or seventies she was doing it and it was her body. And it's like, great, but you can't train other people to do what you already did. You know what I Is mean? Is there one where her and her lover just ran into each other no, at yes. full speed? Yes. But also wasn't that same lover? Isn't it like their story of like they walked, from opposite ends of the Great Wall of China or something and then met in the middle and then we're like, we're breaking up and then like, it's 
something like that. I feel like, I or maybe I'm they making the, middle, the story. They're like, they're like this but, was a dumb fucking idea. Yeah. We should break but up. Like they yeah. met in the middle to, to to just say we're not we're not together anymore or something. You know? It represents the journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love what to think of, of the builders you... building the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah. so you're just slaving away. I just, think literally, and they're like, slaves, this is what probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, uh, but what kind of like performance art when you like were what were you interested in? What were you? I was doing. Uh, what you know? What I mean, I thought I was very serious. Yeah, uh, that's what's so interesting because yeah. comedians. I think that's amazing to have both of those things. Well, exist. wait till you hear what they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I took myself very seriously, but I wasn't. I didn't have the, um, the knowledge, I guess, to really back it up. You know what I mean? So I eventually veered more and more towards humor. Uh, my videos, but like my first video that I did, it was an installation. It was where I um, hung up a two hundred pound pig. And I slapped the shit out of it. And I, yeah, I know. It was so serious. I was wearing a white dress and I had pig? red paint. And yeah, it was a real pig, but it was killed. You yeah. know, it was dead. Oh, I got it out of butcher. Yeah, I'm not kidding. A real pig. I, I don't know. You just, you just said a Is crazy Peter thing. listening? Jesus uh, Christ. Oh my God. No, no, no. So I, we hung it up and then I, I slapped it. Where, wait, where did you get it? I got it at the butcher shop in, on Bleecker. Was this about capitalism or no? It was about the role police. of women oh, okay. uh, within society, and so I would go between getting slapping the pig, slapping the pig, and then um, and then I would clean the pig, and I would clean the pig, and clean oh. the pig, and it would go back and forth. And so my the art itself was the video. Yeah. So I created a video, and then I made an installation with it. It was not successful. It was pretty stupid, um, but the video was actually very effective. I wouldn't say it's successful, but it was effective. It like elicits a reaction because yeah. you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so a couple questions. So butcher shop, do they have any questions? Are they like, no, they laughed and put it in my trunk. How much did the pig cost? Two hundred dollars. A dollar a pound. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good man. Mm -hmm. And then you hung it up, and you had paint on your hand. Yeah, I had paint on my hand, and I slapped it. You slapped it. Did you show your parents this, this mm -hmm. video? Yeah, they've all seen it. Yeah. What did they? How do they react to that? They were just like, oh, look at that. <laughs> now, yeah. where's this video? Oh, it's online. I have it. I think I is posted part of it. I think. If I used it in the promo, is that? Uh, if, I, if I can find it. I might not have it still because I lost my hard drive two years after grad school. Oh, my God. Which was devastating. Yeah, I lost everything. Um, oh. Which probably put me into like a two year like what the fuck am I doing and then I ended yeah. up doing stand up so. I do love someone finding that hard drive like what, what's this person got oh my god yeah I gotta bring this <laughs> no, to the it police broke. it literally broke oh yeah uh, so uh, were you always comedically minded was there any part of you while you're doing this going like what the fuck am I doing or were you like no. Raise the, the pig. <laughs> yes. Raise the pig. Well, the thing is I would do it, but I would be cracking jokes and being silly and fun like myself. And then it came time to do it and be like, okay, here we go. You know, and I, I thoroughly, I 100% had conviction and like, this is what I'm doing. And here we go. I took myself way too seriously. And then I started making art that was not serious. Like that one video I have where I'm um, trying to pop a blow up doll. And uh, so it's just me wrestling this fucking blow up doll. Yeah. It cut in between images of me blowing it up. So it's literally like I created this self image and, and then now I'm trying to destroy it. And it's a whole thing back and forth. But um, 
but yeah, it was, uh, so that's funny because you just see like this blow up doll pressed up against the glass window getting beat the shit out of it. And I'm yeah. just rage. Are there fighting a piece of plastic? Are there comedic performance artists that like are successful? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I like mean, Marina really is, is a humorless. I believe her name is Kate McGill. Um, but she did one where she, uh, maybe it's not McGill. I forget her last name, but she was uh, great. She did one where she was like, like it was her in front of like a backdrop trying to perform and the people were throwing um, tomatoes at her, rotten tomatoes at her. Uh-huh. And it's just her and it's like for 20 minutes and she's just like getting pelted with tomatoes. And what kind of performance is she doing? She does like, uh, I don't know anymore what she does, but she did a lot of uh, physical um, endurance uh, mm. ask, but it was a little bit more um, funny. You know, she had a more lighthearted than Marina, I would say. Do you miss, do you, do you, is there any party that wants to ever do performance art again? Never. Never. Never, ever, ever. Do you still respect it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I respect it when it's done well and not taken so literally, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but my favorite is I love sculpture and painting and photography. You know, I love the classics, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but performance art and media art, I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes I do a little eye roll, but uh, only because I've been there and I know the mentality is just like, and then look at me, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, th- I don't know how much of it was me expressing my thoughts as it was trying to get attention on me. You know what I mean? If I had been, uh, you know. Now I'm just full on attention on me. Here we of go. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, no more blanket. <laughs> I think like if I had become famous, like in my early 20s, I like had ideas of like, art pieces like weird art pieces that mm-hmm. like if i had been like shia yeah. labeouf yeah, yeah and yeah, i had yeah, the money yeah, and people yeah, would yeah. come to it like i had one idea i like and i like wrote it out where it was like i was into like you know there's all these like uh, mathematical constants without if anything was slightly different the universe would change uh-huh. and i was like i'm gonna build a room and there's gonna be dice representing all the different things and if you move one of the dice the lights go out <laughs> and I and and there was a time where like if I had if I had the but the, I think the thing with performance art is there's just a constant you have to buy into it in order f- to activate the magic of it mm-hmm. like you are very much if you go to the MoMA cynical mm-hmm. you will think it's all shit yeah. it's very easy to think it's all shit yeah and I yeah. think that's like especially as comedians who comedians in general there's a, a general like this is bullshit this is bullshit mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Part of it's like okay, well then you'll never get to feel whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna leave comedy, become a performance artist. Don't. There's no money. In uh, yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You have nothing to sell. There's no money. So even with video art, there's nothing to sell. That's like, but that's like part of what some acting is, where sometimes people are like, "Why are you doing this dumb animal exercise?" Or, or it's like, "Well, why did Marina Abramovich have naked people be a doorway?" It's like some, there's something interesting because it because yeah, it's because it wasn't done before. So yeah. you get two 21 year olds who don't know any better to stand naked for eight hours mm-hmm. a day for minimum wage, yeah. and yeah, if they're gonna complain after. Believe you me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should try to stretch. You could do performance artist stuff in your comedy. You know, like a, uh, yeah. like a, what's his name uh, from a long time ago? You know, uh, the famous guy. Um, you oh, know, George Carlin is that? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, you know? sure. Oh, like you yeah. hear those stories, and you're like, that sounds like a Andy Kaufman. You know, one of reading those like I don't reading long really excerpts get of like boring books to college students. You know, like to like get mm-hmm. people mad, to Andy, get some reaction from people. Andy Kaufman is like you know he'd come on stage, he'd make everyone do a. Uh, 
what's the thing where you all like dance in a line along train at shot conga a conga yeah so like andy Kauf is the kind of guy like you know he's going before me and he does a conga line and mm-hmm. the audience is now you know not in the mood for stand-up and i i would be the guy certainly being like what the f- yeah okay okay mm-hmm. that's not that's fine that's its own thing yeah but i don't know that's where I struggle. I sometimes, yeah. especially when it comes to stand up, I can be kind of a little bit more like that's not stand up. There, I mean, it's very um, like Dan Licata is a little performance already, and same with mm. Joe Para. And I would say even um, God, he's so funny. Uh, ooh, he did Kimmel, um, Urbano. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. a oh, little yeah. performance already. You know, it's, definitely. It's but just he's outside the box of what the norm is. Sure. Martin still always comedy. got jokes. Martin always got jokes, yeah. though. I remember there was a, I've seen it, I think it was Joe Perra. It was a Caroline's March Madness, the contest mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. they have, where I think it was Joe Perra, where the first round you only have one minute. And he just took out like a letter N, a big N, and it says Caroline's on the back wall. And he just took it and put it on the wall. And that was it. He added an N on top of the N. And it got like a standing ovation. He got a TV deal out of it. And like, I'm definitely, if I had been against him and lost that round, I would have been, I would have been livid. I would have gone home and gone, what the fuck was that? I was trying to figure out if it spelled something different. No, it just was an N on top of it. And like, it was just one of those things where, where the audience was like, wow, never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew Casatano is very Andrew Castertano. I lost to him in a roast. I I beat him in a roast because I played I played his game. Yeah. Andrew Castertano like he'll he loves the insults. He'll take it in mm-hmm. and then he'll compliment you and insult himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole different roast strategy. Yeah. Mia Faith Hammond. Sometimes these people take risks that like as someone who like you know I'm like does this punchline work? Mm-hmm. Sometimes these people will take these risks where I'm like how did you know that would work? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. If you said that to me I'd be like what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's not a joke that's mm-hmm. a nothing and then they murder yeah yeah makes me very well mad. you just also described half of brooklyn so. sure <laughs> sure and all of twitter so yeah. let's just <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so you grew up south of San Francisco, yes? Mm-hmm. San Bruno, where, where the airport is. The, these, like, if you're in San, San Francisco, Francisco, you go airport. to San Bruno? Yeah. For the airport. Mm-hmm. What's shitty about San Bruno? Uh, it's suburbia to a T. It is literally strip mall after strip mall. Um, track homes. You know, it's very, it's working class, which is lovely. You know, hardworking people. Uh, diverse. Um, not very many black people, but Hispanic and Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, it is, there's no flavor. Mm. Nothing. You know, and you were you were a soccer a soccer person. I was a soccer. Per- I played a lot of sports, but soccer was the only one I was really really good at. How good were you? I played college. Wow. Yeah, uh, for one year, I played for UC San Diego. Hated it. And then now is this uh, and what league is this? And uh, NCAA D2. is that a thing? D two. You're like, is this NCIS? Yeah. Is this NCIS? <laughs> CSI, ABC. Yeah. 
Well, I was just at my friend's wedding, and he was a he was a like soccer like he was top one fifty in the nation at some point. Mm-hmm. He went yeah. to Stanford for it, and yeah. then you know went for did it for two years for the scholarship, and then dropped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, well, yeah. Go. no no go no you're a big soccer fan uh, uh, yeah no I was gonna ask like you said you did it, did it for a year what mm-hmm. was what did you hate about is it just like was it your all consuming the being it's all that? consuming and I don't like to run. Yeah. I hate running. I imagine there was and, a lot of it. And uh, it was it was all running, <laughs> and like I I never liked doing the fitness part of it. And when you're in, what part of soccer did you like? I liked hitting, kicking, and kicking and scoring. Um, mm. but I did not like running. And when you're on the field and you're running, it doesn't matter. But it's yeah. the conditioning to yes. get yourself to the point. I see. And I hated doing it. I could not psych myself up enough to be like, yeah, sprints are good for me. This sure. is great. Yeah. Long, yeah. long range sprints are just wonderful. And I just, every time I was like, fuck this shit. And then with college, it's basically double that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you double whatever you were doing in high school for your club team. Plus, I imagine if you're not that into it, I'm, like anytime I've been doing something where I'm like not that into it. And then, like, you're around people. I imagine there was people, like, that were so into it mm-hmm. that are annoying. Like, it's just, like, you're like, oh, okay, you love it. You know, mm-hmm. you love running. You love soccer. You know. Yeah. I almost I almost uh, got in trouble in middle school. You had to play soccer at some year in fifth grade. And when I did defense and when the ball was on the other side of the field, I would sit down. <laughs> and they were like, you can't do that. And I was always like, but the ball's on the other side of the field. I'm not doing anything I'll have right so now. so much time to I was going to say, I'm conserving my energy. So when it comes back, pew, I'm lightning. Yeah. And the only reason I, they, they called my parents because I was going to get like, I was going to fail. And I was a good student. And this was just like, they were like, well, he's got it. And it's only because of the DC sniper. Um, this, uh, did you ever hear about the DC sniper? No. There was a month. Uh, I was in probably in fifth grade, I believe, where there was a guy. I believe he was people. a veteran. Yeah, he had a, he had like a younger kind of person. They were driving mm-hmm. around in a white van. Oh yes, and they yes, shot yes. like ten people at random. Okay, they're so so, talking about a soccer team. I was like, who and they got and they got so Jamal outdoor stuff in Virginia, Maryland, and DC just got mm-hmm. canceled. They just were like, we don't want any kids out here getting <laughs> That's shot. That's the reason you passed. And, and so, so yeah, they, they moved it inside. It became general PE, dodgeball and shit. And so that's the only reason. Wow. That's the only great. reason. great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Silver lining. Silver yeah. lining. DC sniper. <laughs> yeah. Jamarco didn't <laughs> fail PE. So when did you realize, did you know this? Like, did you ever think like, maybe I'll be a professional soccer mm-hmm. star? Is this the time of, what's her name? Mia Hamm? I yes. grew up with Mia Hamm, but my big influence was Abby Wambach. Uh She mm. was my favorite. Um, she, what, what, she was American team? American team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was the big tall bitch in the front. She was huge. And uh, I loved her. She was so strong and she hit people. And she has, I think she still has a record for the most goals scored on the U.S. team. Um, but she's, she's great. Did you think it was possible to be pro? When you're in a small town, yeah, you do. Um just because you don't, it was a big fish, small pond situation. I was the best in San Bruno, you know, and uh, I was really, and then I had seen other people do it. Like there was a girl who was four years ahead of me who went to Portland. And then a girl I played soccer with in club, she was on the Mexican national team. And mm. so, and then I was also practicing with a semi-pro team. So it was literally all around me. It's like, oh, there's yeah. avenues to get into it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is the only thing I'm good at. So I'm just going to do that because I... Now looking back, I was like, I was a very good student, but I wasn't, my sister was like Valley Victorian. Mm. And so I wasn't my sister, but I was still honor roll and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just wasn't straight A's and, um, and taking AP classes and all that stuff. Like my, 
my AP, like with, it was like a three, six. And then with AP credits, it was like a four, one or something like that. Oh yeah. I was good. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but of course in my mind I was like, well, Sarah got a four, four, you know, like, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, and I got into UC San Diego, which is a very good school. No, if it's well. D2 in your mind, I guess I don't understand sports at all. But like, is if you're D two, is it like, well, you're not going to go pro because if you were going to go pro, you'd be at a D one school. Oh no, uh, you can. Well, yes and no. Now you could do D two, and you're still going to get recruited um, because uh, it's a bigger league, you know. And there's more. There's now a league in Europe too. Okay. And so there's more options for women to play. Um, but and in my case, our D two team was very, very. We would win every year, uh, mm. or at least be in the top four every year nationally. So if people came to those games, you would get recruited from that. But if you were just like a average D2 team, no, probably Do not. Do colleges ever change from D2 to D1 based on performance? No, it's based on size of the school. Really? So that's why it's still, you can still get recruited. Yeah. So even some D3 teams are, you get, people get recruited to D3 teams. You don't get scholarships, but you get into the school. So you, you did it for one year. Were you good that year? No. And was it like a? I was good was enough. Was it a tough realization? <laughs> was it hard? Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was tough because I got redshirted, which is uh, they're like, okay, we think you're going to be better later on, so we're going to give you oh, a year to right. develop, and then you're going to make you a super senior, so you can play four years after that. Yeah. And so they basically, I started doing club, I think my sophomore year, and usually people start doing club in middle school, and so I had a lot of catching up to do, um, in terms of being a club player. Uh, uh -huh. So playing at Premier League okay. um, for a longer time. Uh, and I just didn't have that because we were poor. My family was poor. And so it cost a lot of money to do Premier and stuff like that. So, so you got the scholarship and then... Oh, I didn't get a oh, scholarship. Oh, you didn't get a scholarship. It's, oh, this is fun. I got into um, the school the way... You know the, the college uh, ring, the uh, controversy about how rich kids were getting into yes. schools? Well, they were using the way I actually got in to get into their schools. So you can get, uh, I got soccer listed. So that means I met all the basic requirements of the school, but the soccer team, they can't uh, give me a scholarship, but they can get me into a prestigious school. So UC San Diego was a prestigious school. So they were like, we'll put you on the soccer list team. So the coach has a list of players that he wants for sure to get into the school. I see. And then, gotcha. yeah. And so people, the rich people were like taking pictures of their kids rowing and shit, yeah, even yeah. though they've never rowed, but yeah. like they would pay the coaches to put their kid on that soccer list team, uh, which would automatically get them in too. How do you feel? I, I listened to something recently about all that college stuff. And I think sometimes I go, you know, we, everyone gets mad at the parents for cheating and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I go, you know what? Get mad at the colleges for this whole fakakta system. Mm -hmm. Fuck the colleges. You can blame these parents for wanting their kid to go to the fucking school and they exploited the system. But mm -hmm. like this, this whole this whole thing it's, is fucked it's up. Crazy. Studying for the SATs is fucked up, even if it's in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. clearly it's clearly was created by people from certain socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm -hmm. It's all bullshit. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, you want to get mad at these parents? I go for it. But that's that's not the problem here. Yeah, it's these colleges. Did you yeah. feel so you 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 paid full mm -hmm. for this college? It was a public school though, so it wasn't. Oh, okay. And my parents paid for my college. I was very lucky. They saved up and they paid for my college, but I paid for my grad school, which is why I have debt. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, yummy. So you did one year in this league uh, in D two. 
for the college? Yeah, I did one year on the, they call it the varsity team, uh, which is the the regular, just like high school. There's yeah. varsity and then there's club. Um, and I, in college, uh, so I played for one year for the varsity team. And uh, it was like a sink or swim, like, okay, now I know the level and I know I need to get in shape in order to do it. And I have to do this extra stuff. And I was just not interested. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, and there's a sign when you're like, I'm going to go to, I could have gone to a D1 school, uh, Riverside, but I was like, nah, I'd rather be by the beach if in case I don't play soccer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I was like, <laughs> now looking back, I was like, oh, I didn't want to play soccer. I wanted yeah. to just, you know, um, it was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's telling. Um, but yeah, so I played one year for them and then I got cut from that team the following year. And uh, how'd you I, find out? I, he sat me down and told me I was the last one cut. Were you upset? I was devastated for about an hour. Really? And then I, and I was only devastated because I had to tell my mom. And I knew she would be devastated. Yeah. And yeah. was she devastated? She was she really? Was. She was. Just because she put so much time? Yes. So much time, so much effort. Yeah, it's a she lot was to like, let go, go back there and you tell him you'll do whatever it takes and oh. blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I oh. really don't want this. <laughs> And then I played for their, and then I uh, auditioned. I tried out for the uh, club team, which is a notch below. You only practice like three days a week. And why? You just wanted something? Yeah, I wasn't ready to let go of soccer, Yeah, you know? And so I was like, well, I'll do that. And because uh, you still get to travel and there's still the community of soccer. And and uh, I made that team and I played every game and we traveled a bunch and it was really fun. It was more my speed. It was two long? to three days for three years, the for full three years. three years. Oh, good. Oh, wow. And so my parents got to see me play soccer doing that. And I was one of the better ones, which was nice. And, and we, nice. our team was good. So it was like, you see, it didn't, you didn't waste all your money and time. Yeah. <laughs> it got me into a good school and I'm still playing soccer. So if you, yeah. if you had a, a kid now, mm-hmm. what are your feelings towards? Like it's, it's, you know, as someone who didn't do sports, I certainly felt envious of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends whose wedding I went to, like his best friends came from soccer. They, that's mm-hmm. how they all started. And now they're all, you know, they're in business. They don't, they don't do soccer anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of them work out. Some of them have lost it all together. Yeah. But like, do you look back and you're like, no, that was a good, that was a good thing I was a part of. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my body's starting to go. My knees are bad. Um, and I have a bad groin. <laughs> but... Uh, in terms of the community and what you learn, like you learn discipline yeah. with sports. And I apply that with stand-up. So when I started doing stand-up, I was doing 30 reps uh, a week. You know, I was sure. just getting, because you know, it's like repetition. The more you get on stage, the more com- it's the same with sports. The more you do an, an action, the more it becomes easier. And uh, you just literally, it just reps, reps, reps. And so whenever, I, when I prepared for Colbert, I used muscle memory. That was my technique. So I ran the set five days before I ran it 30 times. Yeah. And uh, so when I went up there and I just had to say the first line of my body would take over. So so funny. I remember. So when Caitlin was getting just it was before she got the set, but it was you're still taping, Mm -hmm. you know, with some notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You there was a certain kind of shirt or or jacket you were they wanted you to wear. (laughs) And so this was in the summer and we did some show where the AC was broken and it was like scorching hot. Mm -hmm. But they wanted her to wear this for the tape so they could get a full sense of it. And just to see you put on this jacket in a room we're all sweating our balls <laughs> off. She like, like had this little winter little light winter <laughs> yeah. thing. This little lumberjack thing. Yeah. yeah. It was awful. It, it was, was so very bad. Very funny. Yeah. It was two months of hell. Uh getting a tape. I'm trying to get a tape right now. 
It's a nightmare. It is truly like, it's just shocking how hard mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And how you get the perfect one and the waiter stands right in front of the tape or someone mm-hmm. knocks something oh, down God. or like one line doesn't work exactly perfectly. It is mm-hmm. truly like the, one of the my least, yeah. the worst parts of stand up. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, I hope I never have to do it again. <laughs> you, you For the future late nights, you think they're just going to be like, eh, just come on. We trust you. No, <laughs> no. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I hope I never have to feel that nervous about it again. Sure. You know what I mean? Because now I feel like I know the system a little bit better. Yeah. And, and we uh, work at places like at the cellar. You can, like, get that tape. Yeah. Someone, the camera is somewhere. I don't even know where the camera is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's but, easier uh, to get a tape now. Um, But I just mean, like, the... uh Hey, can I do five minutes on your show? Can I do, yeah. you know, like that process of like yes. calling in all your favors and then setting up the camera and feeling worried about it. I hope I never have to do that again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are going towards transcripts. You have to make one tape and then you just do transcripts. I'm, I'm oh. down for the transcripts. I'll, I'll yeah. do that. That's easy. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, it's a getting a tape because then you're like, I'm making a tape. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's so yeah. awful. When you were running that set 30 times, you had a very excellent Colbert set. Thank you. Um, was there was there any rough, any ones that made you question it? Because you get so rigid, or you, you have to be so mm-hmm. rigid, that you don't have as much flexibility as you might mm-hmm. in the normal set, even if it's yeah. just to like do a little side thing. Yeah. And so sometimes it just doesn't pop in that same way. And when it's a white hot crowd at a, at a mm-hmm. taping, it, it'll, it'll work. The yeah. thing's just every... If it's a good punchline, it'll yeah. pop. Well, I remember the week I was doing it, I was running it like crazy and I was sweating my balls. I was at QED and um, I bombed. I bombed with the set and I was so like, I, but I had bombed with it like three times before that, that week, you know, and I was just like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And Christian Finnegan was like, oh, that's a good sign. That means you know it so well that it's just like the back of your hand. So you're putting in no emotion. Like you're going to bomb with this. A few more times and it's fine. And then I was like, oh, okay. So he told me that. And I was like, okay, I'm just getting the mechanics down, making sure. Okay, great. And then I remember I went up, <laughs> I had bombed again. And then I went to New York Comedy Club and I looked at Amy and I was like, the last joke never works and I'm fucked. If I don't do well here, I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to scream. And she was yeah. like, it's going to be fine. And it was a full room at Gramercy. <laughs> and I went up and I opened with it and then I, and the, the joke works. And I turned to Amy and I go, yeah. It would be funny when Christian, you're great. like, it's bombed the last 10 times. And he's like, oh, well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. The last 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did yeah. you did you have a little bit of crowd work in, in yeah. your Colbert? I did, and that's uh, that's wild. I I have a <laughs> I have one bit, and it's a pretty it's a pretty uh it's a crowd work bit that like I can kind of control, mm-hmm. but it is terrifying to even suggest in yeah. a late night taping to fuck with the crowd at mm-hmm. all. Who knows? Yeah. What did you do again in it? Well, they first off they knew I was I might do that. Uh-huh. So they and they also knew that I was going to walk around. And so they told me I could not have a mic. I had to have a lav mic. Sure. So oh, okay. I, that was part of why, why I was bombing all the time was I had no microphone. So I had to oh, stand up yeah. there. And, uh-huh. but it was, it's a whole different thing. Um, you'd be fine. You use your hands a lot. But <laughs> 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 I know my John Marco. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they told me they gave me taped out points on the stage that I could go. They were like, you can't go past <sighs> here. You can't go past here. But you're free reign. Do whatever you want. And yeah. I was like, okay. And so I was doing it. And then I, uh, one guy had a, had a weird reaction. He, the guy was clearly gay. 
uh-huh. who I was hitting on, quote unquote, hitting on, you know, uh-huh. that little play. And he was clearly like, what the, f- I did not expect that. And I went, like I growled at him and did a thing yeah. and, and he and got a big laugh and it was fine, but it was still like, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that on Colbert. I am in the yeah. Ed Sullivan theater and I just growled at a man in the yeah. front row. It takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage. Well, it's just amount of like, it's that muscle memory. It's like, oh, I can do this, but because I know exactly where I'm going to be. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, there was when I did the the Comedy Central. There was these two drunk guys in the front row, mm-hmm. and they were they were too drunk. They should have yeah. they should have been removed. Mm-hmm. And they were talking, and like I was running a very tight set. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm I hope someday I'll be a little looser, but right mm-hmm. now for that kind of shit, I'm tight. Mm-hmm. And part of me wanted to say something to them because it was really bad. I was about to go to this R. Kelly joke that has a long setup, and I was mm-hmm. terrified that they would be heard and it would fuck up the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I was just like, no, yeah. I don't. I don't know where this is going to go. Well, sometimes if it's a taping, you just have to plow through anyway, and they can edit out that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever drunkenness for you sure. Know? Yeah. Um, I saw Amy Miller do her thirty-minute. And she was in and out of the crowd and talking. And she's like, is this good? I can't tell. And I mean, she, it was hilarious. She's so funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I wonder how that's going to turn out because she was talking to people. What? This is my dream. What do you do? You know, and just like. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. So funny. Yeah. If I had said, if I said, is this good? It wouldn't have been funny. I would be like, is this good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this okay? Yeah. Um, so before we go to this, I got to stop. I do want to ask. So your, your, your boyfriend is, is a comedian. Steven Rogers. Done Colbert. I'm not afraid to say his name. <laughs> yeah. Steven Rogers. Um, and you guys have, have toured together. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, who closes, who headlines, who features? Do you swap? We swap. Yeah. We go back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially if there's stipulations on material, like if they're like be PG thirteen or PG, he closes. But you do less time. <laughs> yeah, well, I do it. But I have we'll we'll split the time, but he'll close because it's stronger. You know? Oh, I and see. He's, it's just in his nature. Um, but uh, you're both very different comedians. Very different, and it's now coming to the point where it might not be smart for us to tour together. Because we're drawing different audiences. Sure. You know, uh, before yeah. no one knew us. So it was literally like dance to make these 50 year olds laugh, you know, like yeah. just yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. comes, we'll try and make you happy. Um, and it is, I mean, it is funny to see him be clean and then you talk about sitting on his face. Yes. Like, it's just like a funny, just <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he didn't mention this part. Yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. But he, But you do, do you like, do you like... You know, I've I've had different experiences with my girlfriend who's mm-hmm. in comedy and has good taste. Mm-hmm. I do not like uh, bombing in front of her mm-hmm. or like struggling in front of her. It adds a level of self-consciousness that I don't want to have. Well, your girlfriend has a different role. She has a different comedy. role. But like there's, there's some times that I do. I don't want her there. Because mm-hmm. maybe I just want to fuck around. Maybe I want to take weird swings. There's sometimes I just don't want to know anyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want anonymity in the audience. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, no one here knows me. I don't want any comics there. Mm. Uh, and to me, she's like, she's a comedian. She's a comedian minded. And uh, is there any, do, do you like it? Do you like, do you, oh, do yeah, you watch could... each other's sets? Do you talk about it? Do you, do you throw sh- 
jokes around? Do you? Oh yeah, we we do jokes back and forth. If and we let me just say, I just want to pause for. I do feel bad. I, I don't mean to imply that all your jokes are sitting on his face. That's just uh, <laughs> that's just, just one that pops out of my mind. That's thirty seconds long, <laughs> and everybody seems to remember it. Well, it's, so it's, thank it's you. <laughs> you. You have uh, uh, many many jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the best sex ed jokes. I I, oh, I love. Thank it. you so much. Um, but yeah, like during the pandemic, I opened, I hosted for Regan. Because Steve is a regular opener for Brian uh-huh. Regan. And so they needed a host because they were doing these clubs. So I got to do it. So I literally just handed him my joke book and I said, pick out the jokes I can do. And then he picked out 10. <laughs> and I was like, really? okay, here we go. Could yeah. you do that sex that joke or was that too dirty for too dirty. Regan? <gasps> too dirty. Mm-hmm. It's such a good, can you just say it? I know it's weird <laughs> yeah. in this context. Oh, um, sex ed didn't prepare us enough for the real world. If you were lucky, you were taught how to put a condom on a banana. Great. How about you teach us how to convince a banana to wear a condom? <laughs> Yeah, it's that such a good. it's such it's a good one. Good. Thank you. But yeah, that's pretty. Tank- uh, but th- so you couldn't do that. Mm-mm. Wow. Uh, but I, the weird thing is, I could do it on late night, but I can't do it yeah. on Brian Regan. He is so clean, like no bodily functions, no innuendo to sex, no politics, no religion. What do you think is different about you and Stephen that you gravitate towards talking about? You cursing. We're both cursors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly am not a clean comic. I'm a dirty mm-hmm. comic. And I look at people like Brian Regan mm-hmm. or even Steven. And I, I'm part of me is like, isn't this limiting? Don't you fuck? Don't you piss? <laughs> don't you shit? And you don't want to, you don't want to talk about it. I don't think it's limiting for them because that's how they like. Steve doesn't really See like that. talking about that stuff. You know, on stage, he he's started clean because it was just where his joke writing developed. Like, that's what he thought finds interesting. Are his know? parents clean cut? No. Like, his mom is filthy. See, that's that She's a big pothead. And, yeah. I curse because my wonderful. dad cursed since I was a child. My yeah. dad was a businessman. He was, fu- he was, I knew all the curse words. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just... I'm just, I just, when I, people who are clean, I'm like, what is different about, and if it's religion, I'm like, that makes more sense to me. I'm like, okay, you, you see this as a bad thing. Well, no, I, I, with Brian, he said it very well, he, or not very well. I saw an interview with him where he was talking about like, they were doing um, a radio show and his friend kept trying to do dirty jokes about sex and stuff. And Brian kept taking it silly and making faces and voices and being a silly goose with it and like ignoring all this. He didn't care about, I want to make this silly faces. And that is what he does now. He does jokes and he does act outs and it's all silly. And so it's like, I think that's just something that fascinates them and they're lucky enough that it is clean. Yeah. You know, whereas I'm get fascinated by sex because I was so limited in talking about it growing up, you know, like we're, especially as women, like we're not, it's like, Ooh, sure. how yeah, dare yeah. you talk about this stuff? You know, like, keep it to yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't it crazy the discharge we get? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's fascinating. Well, so then you with get to him, a point it's where observational. It's, then you get to points it's financially beneficial. But like, I see, I mean, I see Jim Gaffigan on podcast cursing and part of me is just like, don't you ever think of a good joke that has the word fuck in it and get frustrated that like, you can't? Well, see, Brian sees it as a, um, it's unnecessary. You know? Sure, that's what Seinfeld, Seinfeld had a bit yeah. where he was like, he noticed that there was a joke and when he didn't say fuck, it didn't work. And so he was like, well, that breaks the integrity of the joke. I'm of the mindset that like we curse in real life. That's mm-hmm. real. So why are you pretending that's not part of the way mm-hmm. we speak? I hate it on the news when they're like, and then the president said, grab them by the P word. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? We all know the word pussy. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't, I don't well, know. They're not it's, even talking about pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, like it's not even in Steve's. He doesn't have a joke about my vagina. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'd love it. If out of the blue, he just went, yeah, she went blue, just wild. No, I don't see that ever happening. I think he's like, if it, I, he's open to making sex jokes, but it has to be a really good one. You know what I mean? It sure. has to be something that he really, yeah. really feels strongly about. Um, but I don't, I don't see it happening for him. You know, I don't. <laughs> I mean, the pussy ain't that great. <laughs> it's funny. That's all I said. <laughs> um, does that make you sad that if you don't tour together? I mean, do you like this aspect of your life? I love it. I I do. I love it. Um, but it's just getting to the point where it's more strict on his fault. Fo- his followers come. Because he's clean and they see him opening for Brian and they love that. And then I come on afterwards and they're like, what the fuck is, or what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's not, if I was a little tamer, sure, it'd be fine. But I'm so graphic. I say jizz raccoon, you know, like it's just too much. Do you ever think about having a clean hour putting it or just like you know getting i mean we we, we all write jokes clean mm-hmm. uh, they don't all <laughs> involve yeah. jizz raccoons yeah um, unfortunately because if because if you had if you had 30 minutes that you were happy with clean i don't know i always like i'm like once i have like a clean corporate hour i think i'm gonna put that in a box and be like good so i can make money with this sometimes mm-hmm. just an hour that's clean yeah it's not a goal for me yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it comes about great i think i think if you do that he has to come up with a dirty hour he has to that's his challenge yeah filthy yeah just like nasty shit yeah <laughs> nasty boy yeah no i don't think he'd be like so what's the deal i make him curse sometimes and it makes me laugh yeah you know i'd be like curse say, in real life. say pussy pussy yeah. <laughs> it's so cute wow. i love it but it's it's hilarious no he doesn't every once in a while i'll be like what the fuck like I don't even, yeah, no, he doesn't really curse. So it's like him, he's definitely just being himself wow. on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. That's what's mm-hmm. so interesting. Wow. Yeah, he just doesn't really curse. I think I've seen, heard him say shit a few times. I have notes, like in my, my Word document where for crowd work, I'm like, stop cursing so much. Mm-hmm. I love to curse, man. Well, that's the I hardest love it. That's the hardest part of being clean, you know? Because with Brian, I would do five up top, three to five in the in between Steve and him, and then I would have to do the check spot. And so I, I had 10 minutes of clean material, no problem. Yeah. And so the first two were great. And then afterwards it was like, now I got to do crowd work, but I'm hindered. I can't do the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, sure. Which is what makes crowd work great. Yeah. Sure. But that's why Steve's so good at it because the first thing that comes to his mind is clean. Yeah. It's never like. It's also different like you're opening fucking for your Brian. wife, yeah. you know? <laughs> you can do clean shows and like if you're killing, sometimes I, I know plenty of people who it's a clean show, but they're doing so well, they do end up doing their act and everyone's mm-hmm. fine with it. Yeah. Like you, you know, I remember, I just remember once it was like a, it was like a Jewish fundraiser show and Jessica Kirsten was closing it out. Mm-hmm. And like I was being clean, everyone was being clean. And then she went out there and she didn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. And no one gave a fuck because yeah. it was so good my friend's wedding they said no cursing and then yeah. like i felt like there were two jokes i wanted to curse in, and like you know which what, you feel what like words? you uh uh shit and just raccoon actually and um <laughs> uh you stole my bit <laughs> <laughs> i have a sex ed bit but it's different <laughs> oh do you yeah okay i hope you don't think i, I stole it sex ed is a very broad topic okay good yeah. just making sure <laughs> i feel like, like there's I a lot of people a, with sex ed i things. have a sex bit i hope you yeah. can <laughs> steal that yeah. yeah um all right let's go to our uh this has gotta stop this has gotta stop do you have a this has gotta stop for us what do you mean 
Great. You guys start. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. oh, fantastic. Okay, let's we'll start. Give her, you know, give her an okay. example. Um, uh, Russell, do you have a "This has got to stop"? I do. Um, this has got to stop. Wait, let's explain it though. It's it's just anything in the world, personal, public, large, small. Oh, okay, large, that small. That needs to stop. Mine's big. Um, this has got to stop making movies. I think we need to take a year Russell. or two off and reflect. It's no one's into it right now. Do you know what I mean? Like we're not, no one's going to the movies. No one's watching them really. There's like three categories that are allowed to be movies right now. I just don't feel like as a world, we're that into it right now. And I think we should just take a year or two, just a year or two off from making them. Mm-hmm. And, and and then we'll want to see them again. And we'll maybe we'll have some new ideas and new things that we can do. And Didn't we just do that? I, I, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's still, it's still though. You, still too much. Look, still anytime much. there's an announcement of a movie coming out, I'm like, I, you know, Chris Pratt's been announced for 18 movies coming out and they all sound terrible. I'm like, just take time, Hollywood. Take more time. You need more time. Cause I, it, it, there's, I, I'm just not excited about it. every trailer I see. I'm like, that looks terrible. Did that we, Gucci movie looks terrible. It does. But, Every, no more biopics. It looks fun. The no Gucci more, movie looks fun. No, they're like, mama mia, mama mia. They they look so <laughs> fucking stupid, and 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 we're gonna have to pretend that that's gonna get Oscars. It, 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 like it's insane. It looks like a parody, and and it just ever no biopics, no more Marvel, nothing. Just give us a couple more years of nothing. Is what, is what I feel. I'm just not excited Do about any movies. Do not entertain me. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Uh, TV, you guys are doing a good job. Movies. I just take a little more time. Let's think about it. Let's put a little more work and a little more creativity. It just feels like you guys are on autopilot. Sure. Did every did we see the Chris Pratt post on Instagram? Oh, oh yes. yes. With his wife. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a psychopath. No, I know. What is it a psychopath or is it like just narcissism non- to a T. Like I could see my stepfather posting that. I could see like a man of a certain age of a different, a different part of the country. You, someone I mean, in the arts. Yes, I, that's I liked, strange. I liked your your thing. Made me laugh where you posted that blooper thing of him being like, "I miss this." Oh Chris yeah, Pratt. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're do you, you ever see this blooper from Parks and Rec? It's the uh, Amy Poehler's character. They're talking about people who uh, made a, a big comeback. comeback, and he was like Kim Kardashian, and they're like, well, "Oh, how?" And he said, "Well, in the video, she got cum on her back, <laughs> and everyone loses their mind." <laughs> and it's crazy. Talk about like a version of where I think of like dirty and clean, where it's like he went from that, like having a mind that goes there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's, it, but but then and then, that and then all of a sudden, post, like I met like, my wife at church, and I love my baseball card, and I'm like, <laughs> "What about the cum? Yeah, where'd the, where'd the cum go?" And your yeah, other it son. Seems like it's, not, it's crazy. No, it seems like, yeah, it seems like a, that part, a weird robot version of hit. Like, uh, it just, they don't seem like the same people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, that, that part about his son, it was just, or like not even about his son. For giving me a healthy daughter. Healthy daughter it's like, yeah. uh, now, do, you, do you think that, do you think, do you think we're reading into that? Do you think bit. that maybe some people go a healthy, a healthy. Well, he, he, but there was, it was like a long line of, Red flag, red flag, red flag. And then that part, you're like, okay. And then, then it's like, of course, of course. Sure. He probably doesn't even realize that he resents his ex-wife for not having giving yeah. him a head. What, a what happened to their, their daughter? I think it's just, uh, uh, no, I think it's a son. It's a and son. And I think, uh, I think I know. Because I <laughs> fucking hate this world. That even that I know it's a goddamn son. Um, uh, <laughs> I love what you say, I think, to soften think, that you're and his, his And his name is, no. Um, and, uh, uh, but I 
uh, what's his I name? I don't even know what I was gonna say. No, I don't know what I was gonna say. Um, what do they have? I, I, what's, there's what's, a health issue. The, a health oh, like it was born with health issues. You know? Yeah. Uh, sure. Not sure if it's autism or something. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, sure. But uh, I mean, it's got to be a, a real. I also think about like you know Chris Pratt's a human being and he like tried to make a sweet post and suddenly the whole the country is like you're a psychopath. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was like nothing about how much he loved her. It was all just she yeah. loves him so much. She looks at me this way. I yeah. I, I wouldn't trade sure. my baseball card. I like you know like yeah. It is it's crazy. Like I I remember I wrote I wrote a, a card for Tova and I we had our anniversary and mm-hmm. like I think I've learned I know that I'm narcissist. I have narcissistic tendencies and so like I remember as I'm writing the card I'm like you know I'm in my head I'm like don't make this about like me or what she does mm-hmm. for me like talk about her and mm-hmm. her specialness and and it is strange a, a grown person who like doesn't seem to have that voice yeah challenging their own yeah but if you're famous you know fucks yeah I mean there was like 18 announcements of Garfield Mario Brothers every you know every fucking franchise he's the thing of um no more movies <laughs> <laughs> all right mine uh I flew back from Hawaii Hawaiian mm-hmm. Airlines was fairly nice. Like, it's a 10-hour flight, so you get two meals. And I'm so used to just, like, these airplanes don't give you fucking anything. Mm-hmm. However, on the flight back, there was big plane, 10-hour flight. There were these seats in the front. They're called extra comfort seats. Mm-hmm. And no one's sitting in them. No one bought the ticket. And you're on a 10-hour flight. And there's a lot of room on the plane. There's a lot of seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. And at some point, Five hours into the flight, I go, I'm going to lie down. People are lying down. Like, you know, 10 hours, people are lying down across seats. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to, no one's in this whole row. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lie down. And of course, within seconds, <laughs> within seconds, faster than they would respond to an active terrorist, they come over and they go, these are, these are extra comfort seats. You don't have a ticket for this. And here's my thing. Nothing bothers me more than when like more joy could be in the world. With no sacrifice, I'm, no one's being kicked out of these chairs. They exist. They're empty. Yeah. And you're going no. They're not going to make the money. Listen. No one's going to buy a ticket. Uh, a ticket in the sky. Mm-hmm. These chairs just exist. They're there. Yeah. You gambled by saying I'm going to have extra comfy chairs and try to charge more money for them. You lost the gamble. The plane is in the air. No one bought the ticket. I get. To do, uh, why can't I sit Listen, in them? I, you played it wrong. You played it wrong because you didn't. You didn't. You should have asked them, and they probably would have let you. But because you just took it, they had to be like, "Well, now we can have a mutiny on our hands." People will be like, "He didn't pay for that," and they didn't. You didn't. No one saw you ask. No one. If you had gone up and asked, or if you had inquired about it, and they could, they might have given it to you because you asked. And I don't like, think. Well, that, I don't we think in have, a million years they would have given it to me. I, I mean. I'm just saying by you not asking they they had to set a precedent. They had to take control of that airplane because or else otherwise what would happen? people would be moving Other people everywhere. would sit there laying in the aisles, laying in the aisles. No one's in the aisle. It's they have the, the reason they're being so hard is I'm sure they've had years of experience of people taking things and then then it's a free for all. Do you know what I mean? But I agree with you that, Ultimately, that the yes. airlines are fucked. And, and, it's, and, and if it's an empty seat, it's empty. It's over. And they're it's all like, over It's like crowded. if there's a front row at the Broadway stage and it was empty and they said, no, you can't sit there. No. I, no, you, you're not going to make money either way. So I'm surprised there's empty seats. I haven't been on a plane in so There were empty seats. It's, there's it's, empty it's huge, seats. It's Hawaii. Not everyone making this trip specifically. I For me, that is that is just like, to me, that's vulgar. Something about that is so upsetting. 
And Wait, how did you react? Were you nice? Or you? Oh no, I was I was pissy. Yeah, and I Tova bet. was like, "Honey," and I said, "You <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't you make me? F- Are you on my side? Are you on my side?" Yeah. So that's my this has got to stop. Hawaiian Airlines, you were good. Hawaiian but Airlines that, has got to stop. Got, Hawaiian Airlines has got to stop. Uh, uh, I agree with you. There were no good movie selections on that plane. Uh, I, didn't <laughs> watch, I didn't watch that fucking movie. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to make fun. You're going to make fun of my movie. Um, I was in a movie. That was a great, about it was a great movie. Great movie. Uh, you have a this has got to stop? Um. Uh, whew. Yeah. I got a few. I mean, I've I'm One going to Costa do. Rica in on Sunday, which is very exciting. For what? For fun. For fun. Steve and I are going nice. for five days. It's gonna be five on, days. Yes, we're taking an actual vacation. No shows. No shows. Whoa. Not a single one. I know. And um, so I think my this has got to stop is um fucking COVID. I think <laughs> I am. I've had it because the amount of hoops I have to go through yeah. just to mm-hmm. get on a plane. Yeah. To Costa Rica is insane because it's literally you have to get tested before you get there, even if you're vaccinated. Really? You have to show proof of vaccination. You have to, uh, when you get off the plane, they health test you. They health screen you again. And then uh, then you get to go into the country. You rent a car. You live your life. And then on the way back to get back into America, you have to get COVID tested again. Let me tell you, I went to Barbados and they, uh, I was at the airport for like three or four hours when I landed. Because of that whole thing. Oh my so God. it was like, it you was said like three or four hours. Like it was 30 hours. Just so you know. Okay. I'm, I, I, I was the most respectful American there. Mm. I would say it was a frustrating experience because of the other Americans that were like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, no one on the Island is vaccinated yet. Like if they're being extra cautious. Yeah. Cause they don't have vaccine things like we do. Um, and the Americans were going crazy. And so it was, it was a long three or four hours. Cause it was, a all a of all it was it was laid out like it's gonna be quick you know you get your test it's mm-hmm. 15 minute thing blah 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 and it was longer than that and then the americans made it much worse because they were complaining the whole time mm-hmm. and anyways so yeah so i'll be prepared for that yeah well i hope you don't get i had a breakthrough case you did uh yeah a day ago oh. and um <laughs> great no, <I'm> just <laughs> uh, i did so i felt very we good about did. hawaii but i was terrified uh, yeah mm-hmm. we both did yeah uh but i was you know, it's it's scary. I mean, you know, you get to Costa Rica, mm-hmm. you get a breakthrough case or or whatever, and then you're ten days quarantining in Costa Rica. Like, there's there's potential for disaster. I mean, ten days quarantine in, in Costa, Costa Rica. Rica I think I'd be okay. Okay, but I, I can't. It's a lot it. of money, but it's something that I know. Like, I have savings. Steve has savings. Sure, sure. You know, it's like the worst case scenario. We quarantine for ten days. I know what you mean though. Like Hawaii, there was a lot of things. It ended up being fine. I didn't have to get tested. Vaccine was enough. But they are very. Y- y- it's scary to like figure out. Like, am I going to fuck up one of these steps mm-hmm. and get there and go? Like, you had a thing. Like, you didn't get tested at the right place, maybe, or like, yeah, there the, that test There's, didn't there, count. There, and- yeah, the PCR. It was like a weird thing where it didn't count. The test I did didn't count, and there was a day in Barbados where we weren't allowed to be on the beach yeah. like we, we had to yeah. like technically be there was some world. hawaii story this was like months before we went where someone had to like go back mm. to wherever they came from to get tested and then go back to hawaii oh. and it was like a nightmare yeah so there's that worry that i'm just like yeah that i'm something's gonna go wrong but we did the health chart we did everything yeah. we're getting tested on saturday and uh we're gonna wear masks in you know the jungle <laughs> so yeah. sure yeah i mean it's like I'm trying. Steve is very like everything could go wrong, and I'm like it's gonna be great. But yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like everything could go wrong. Yeah. You know? 
Um, but yeah, it's a lot of money. If like worst case scenario would be a lot of money, but it is not, it's not their, um, it's not their busy season. Yeah. So it would not be the end of the world. You yeah. know, it would be okay. Worst case scenario, we're spending 10 days in Costa Rica and we're missing our weekend spots, mm-hmm. which is going to suck, yeah. but sure. it's not the, we're in Costa Rica, you know? We're yeah. in Costa Rica yeah. in this house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right, that was a, this has got to stop. COVID regulations, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma yeah. was on the way yeah, out. Yeah. Anyway. She's like, oh, i got to get vaccinated. Uh, I got to like, oh. Uh, now let's go on to our... Your blessings. You better count your blessings. Russell, you got a blessing for us today? Yeah. I feel like this song went on longer. Take it up with Douglas Goodhart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was in, I was been, I mentioned the last time, I've been in a weird kind of like, uh, blah, blah, like, and I, uh, I really had um, uh, the meeting, we had an Uncle Function digital meeting today. And uh, it's just nice. It was just nice to laugh and feel good. And a special shout out to Chris Caffaro because he made a joke on the thing that I've been thinking about all day and it really tickled me. And it was uh, just one of those, like, when you get like a church laughter, you're like, it was, I'm not going to repeat the joke. It was deeply inappropriate. It was deeply inappropriate. Not offensive, but. Uh, it would offend a large portion of but America. But it wasn't like problematic. Not it's not a It's not like a problematic. It's like, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's not a racist. Hot, it's, it's not transphobic. Take. It's not. It's a hot take that was very funny to me and he would never say it publicly um and it was kind of mean and, and it, but it really oh it tickled me and so um that's my uh i i, I it, it felt like my kind of i've been in a kind of last few days just kind of blah and it, yeah. i feel better today um i'll i'll just say what i said at the beginning my blessing is you helping me do the self-tape um really it's uh it's it's something <laughs> where like i look i came seven minutes early i know listen, but it's just like look it's it's a favor it's a commercial I'm never going to get. Uh, Pete Davidson lookalike. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine why. But and, and, and apparently, I know some other people got to it. We all were like, we don't look like. And they were like, I know, but they want you to submit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, great. They're going to ask every 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 six foot three guy in New York City to yeah. tape for this. But it's always nice when a friend helps you tape. Yeah. Because yeah. it means you don't have to ask your partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> Kaylin, you have a blessing to close this house. Uh, yeah. My parents just came and uh, they were lovely and we had so much fun. And uh, they are now of the age where they want to sightsee and then they want to go home and take a nap. Oh. And it's wonderful. That's great. And it's just like, so we would go see stuff, not too much stuff, go home and like sit on the couch and watch tv and i was able to get work done and do my podcast and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then uh we went out to shows at night and i was like oh this is great because back when i first moved here they're like we have to see everything uh-huh. and it's, it was a headache so now it's like oh we've seen a lot of it we don't have to go to the statue of liberty let's let's hang out <laughs> it's great so That's i'm so great. grateful for that yeah. yeah and they paid for a really nice dinner <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel? Do you, I feel like I am. For, I am close. I'm not saying I have the money for it, but I'm like, oh, one of these days, I'm gonna have to pay for dinner. Oh yeah. I'm getting close to that. I feel I it. do it sometimes. Yeah, not you have a real usually you have a real job, but I do it sometimes. Like if you're like, especially if you're upstate, you know, you feel like a king there. Sure, yeah. sure. Like, oh so my like, god. Oh, pay for dinner here. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, especially in the South, you're like, yeah, yeah. I'll get your gr- yeah, bis- I'll get biscuits. your month. I'll get you, your month. You, food. you put down yeah. a five dollar bill. They're like, you're tipping two hundred percent. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything you want to plug, Caitlin? Um, yes. When this comes out, uh, the following weekend, I'm going to be in uh, Fort Collins 
Colorado, headlining the Comedy Fort. Very cool. Uh, yeah, very fun. Uh, it's a great club. And then I'm doing headlining Boulder uh, on that Sunday. Uh, Boulder Comedy Club. Boulder Comedy something. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then my website has up-to-date dates. I'm headlining a lot in 2022. Woo! Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Right? So check it out. What's your website? Uh, CaitlinPalufo.com. And follow Caitlin. me at Caitlin Palufo. Yes. And listen to Good Time Gal, which is my podcast. Yes. Uh, Russell, uh, plug the Uncle Function show. Yes. Um, uh, okay, so it's December 7th. And so our show is in 10 days, Friday, December 17th at Asylum NYC, uh, 7.30 p.m. We got big, huge guests. Very, very well-known, <laughs> we famous talked guests. About, we talked about trying to get like some very big guests. We're always mm-hmm. very ambitious. But in the, well, in the we got them because it, it's coming out in the future. So just it, we, it's just trust me on this one. <laughs> it's going to be big. Um, and then follow me. You know, I don't do the follow me, but follow me. Uh, not on Twitter. I don't do anything on there. But follow me on Instagram at uh, Russell Daniels. If you want to sometimes see what I post already, yeah. follow Russell for that, <laughs> yeah, that repost. <laughs> An occasional dog picture. <laughs> Um, I will be headlining Nick's Comedy Stop December 17th and December 18th. Um, I just found out I'm going to be in the Philly Punchline for December 31st for New Year's and for January 1st. And then uh, I also have have, uh, headlining uh, uh, weekends next year. Find me online. I'll post about them all. And uh, yeah, you know, I think to end this out, you were talking, you, you, your parents, uh, as they get older, they want to do less. And then mm-hmm. someday they'll wanna, they're, they're not going to want to leave at all. And one day they'll be confined to one room until you finally, if you're lucky, say goodbye. This is the downside. One, two, three. <laughs> not specifically her parents. Yeah. You just, no, all parents. In general. Louise and Gary are going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Forever! <laughs>